Welcome to On Course, the teaching ministry of Pastor Hart Ramsey. And the wisdom of God transcends, it lifts you over. Where we offer simple biblical insight into some of life's most pressing issues. Love is a manifestation of strength. The Holy Spirit produces nothing but strength in us. I want to show you. Prepare for the next few minutes to be encouraged, enlightened, and inspired. Let's join Pastor Ramsey and get on course. What's going on, family? This is your man, Gerard Bonner of Bonnerfide Radio. And listen, this is On Course with Heart Ramsey. We are bringing you a special segment that we're calling Heart to Heart. It's a conversation that we're having with Pastor Heart Ramsey about the things that are on his heart, and he's going to speak to your heart. Now, if you joined us for our last session, it was incredible. We talked about everything from Donald Trump to how we should pray for the president and the baby of the church, which... Is amazing. We're going to jump into that. Pastor Hart, how are you, sir? I'm doing good, man. I'm good to be back. Yes, it is good to have you back. I think we're still spinning from the last session, which was amazing. So in the last session, if you guys missed it, I definitely want you to go back and check out the podcast um, for it, which was amazing. But in the last session, you mentioned that racism is the baby of the church. And I want to delve into that some more because it's been interesting what we've been seeing, I think, over the last eight years in particular. If you go back to the election of Barack Obama and you started to really see how divided the church was then, but with the election that just finished and with what's happening now, I don't recall ever seeing a moment in modern history where the church has been so divided along racial lines, um, where there are a certain contingency of people who absolutely believe that Donald Trump is God's man. And as we've seen in, in certain memes that, you know, he, Jesus Christ is going back to the, the White House. Uh, <laughs> and then there's another segment of the church that's like, this is horrible and this is not good for, you know, the, the, the people in our church. Talk about the baby of racism that was seemingly birthed, well, not seemingly, it was birthed by the church. Right. But first of all, you, uh, let's go back to history, and I'm going to be really brief about this. You need to understand that when America was first formed, it was actually formed as a Christian nation. Right. Everyone that came over had something in common. Number one, most of them were wealthy people. Okay. Uh, some were uh, what we call aristocracy, and and they they were they were faith people, mm-hmm. and they were leaving England because they felt that England was leaving God. Wow. When they came wow. to when they came to the United States, um, initially. Um, they, the the idea was to co- cohabit with the Indians. Okay, it, that quickly went south. Now, right. Um, and then from there, I'm just gonna just just real quickly and don't want to minimize it, but just give you a quick overview. Um, because they were they were uh, aristocrats, they, they weren't accustomed to doing hard work, so they actually made deals with what we call indentured servants. They brought people, maybe were, they were Irish or people who were serving a prison term or greatly in debt, and they brought them over, and they were white people predominantly who are doing the work. Mm-hmm. Then this new thing started called a slave trade. And right. against their conscience, understanding that economically it would be great for them, um, um, free labor to them is better than cheap labor. More money in the right. pocket. So they brought, right. they stopped buying slaves. It went south from there mm-hmm. because they had to, they had to dumb down the word of God. And then they had to, they had to kind of quiet their consciences until their consciences became emboldened. Mm-hmm. To subjugate human beings, 
And then to justify it, they came up with all kinds of things. There, there were secular theories that, that, that we, were, we weren't really people. Right. We, weren't, we, we, we were a, a species of animal and different things. Okay, we're not going to talk about that because it, it could be very inflammatory. Mm-hmm. But let's look at the biblical piece. Um, they started using scriptures right. to say that black people were cursed by God. Right. Okay, so I want to I show you why I say it's a church's baby. Um, initially, if you start from Genesis and work your way forward, there was, they said that, that blackness, black skin is the mark of Cain. Mm. Let's, let's indulge that for a minute. Let's, let's work with that. Um, if blackness is the mark of Cain, then, then the Bible says in Genesis 6, somewhere around Genesis 6, that there was a great, uh, remember the story of Noah? Right. Noah was, was told to build an ark. It took 120 years. God was going to destroy every living thing. And let's presume, let's presume, because the people think that Noah was white, which let me make a statement. I'm going to revisit this later on. We don't find European people in the Bible until we get to the book of Matthew. Wow. That Think makes sense, though. That. that makes sense. It's true, because yeah. when you look at it, because, because look at the, the Bible is, is not a Western book. Right. It is a Middle Eastern book. A lot of it happened in North Africa. The right. Garden of Eden, by, by, by the rivers that were described in the book of Genesis, the Bible, the, um, the Garden of Eden was in North Africa. Right, absolutely. And Africa for, for, for years and years until colonization became the big thing is, is a black continent. Now, for those of you who are listening thinking that I'm being this Afrocentric, no, I'm not being Afrocentric. I'm, I'm saying this is biblical, and we have right. to embrace all the truth. Now, right. I, I don't believe in, in a, a black Jesus and all that. No, that's, I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is, in Genesis, they said that the, the, the curse of blackness is, is the, uh, was a mark of Cain, mm-hmm. or the mark of blackness is curse of Cain, vice versa. Right. But in, in, in uh, the book of Genesis, Noah gets under the ark, him and seven other people, eight souls in all were saved. Every descendant, if you do, if you read the genealogy, all the descendants of Cain died. Wow. In the deluge. They died. Wow. Okay? Eight souls are saved. Out of that comes, now, almost a year later, when they come out of the ark, because the rain lasted for 40 days mm-hmm. and 40 nights, but they stayed in the ark for almost a year. Right, right. When they, when they come out of the ark, the Bible says everything is dead but what's on the ark. Out of that now, watch this, there are three, um, um, Noah and his three sons and all their wives, they come out, they rebuild civilization. You have three sons that are mentioned by name, the, the, the three sons, right. Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Right. Okay? And then if you start reading Genesis 10, it tells you who they are, where they settled, and who their descendants are. So let me give you a quick overview. Japheth uh, um, is the, it is the, uh, the father of all that we call ca- Caucasian people. Okay. Um, they're the people that live in, in, in uh, Eastern Europe and parts of Western Europe. They're the Europeans. Okay. okay. Japheth's children. Then you have Shem. Shem is the father of all the Middle Eastern people, all, all the Jews and Arabs. And, and watch this. Listen to this term. Um, Shemites. Mm-hmm. We, we say they, they, they were called Shemites. Today, people are called anti-Semitic. The word Semitic oh, wow. comes, comes from the name Shem. So they're not anti-Semitic. They're anti-Shemitic. Shemitic. They're against everyone that, that was birthed from Shem. I'm going to tell you why in a minute. And, and that's a spiritual thing that happened. The, the, the third son was called Ham. Ham is the father of all the black people. Okay. Okay. So the second false doctrine that came from the church was that 
when Ham, you remember the story of Ham seeing his father nor naked in the tent? Right. How he, he went and told his brothers, hey, dad is in a tent, drunk and naked. But, but the Bible says that Shem and Japheth took a sheet and walked backwards and covered their father's nakedness. That's right. When Nor awakened from his um, drunkenness, the Bible says, he w- woken up and woken from sleep, he knew what Ham had done and he called his sons. And the Bible said that he blessed Japheth and Shem, but he cursed, watch this now, not Ham, but he cursed Ham's son, Canaan. So, so here's the question. Why could he why why didn't he curse Ham? Because in Genesis the, the chapter before the Genesis, I believe Genesis 9 or Genesis 8, the Bible said that God, when they came off the ark, God blessed them. He blessed Nor, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And the Bible, and then later on we learn in the book of Numbers that who, who, whom God has blessed, no one, no one can, can curse. curse. Right. So Nor couldn't um curse Ham because it, God would not Acknowledge it, but he did curse Cain. He cursed Cain and his grandson. Now, remember this. All of the descendants of Ham are black, but only one group of Ham's descendants are cursed. That's the the children of Canaan. Okay. Okay? So they said, because their their thing is, well, you know what? God cursed all black people when when Noah cursed Canaan. Because but the, the error is they're saying that God cursed Ham, but I mean I'm sorry, nor cursed Ham, but He didn't. He cursed Canaan, Ham's son. Right now, fast forward again. Abraham is saying, "Know of a certainty that your children, God is saying to him when He makes covenant with him, your children shall, shall be enslaved for four hundred years." But then, um, God said, "When the iniquity of the Amorite is full, I will come and I will deliver them." And here's what He said, and He will bless them, and He will give to them a land flowing with milk and honey. It's the land of Canaan. So why would God give them Canaan's land? Because Noah cursed Canaan. And here's what God said. When he's given Joshua the marching orders, he said, when you go into the land, he said, kill everyone. Mm. The men, the women, the boys, the girls, the cattle, the, kill every living thing. That's what God said. Right. And the ones... That weren't killed, which what which what uh, in, there's a story in, in um, Joshua chapter nine, but Joshua didn't kill him because he was tricked. But now he went to God. What should I do? And God says, since now you didn't kill them, like I told you to, now you have to treat them well. And so there's a contingency of black people, Canaanites, that became watch this now a part of the Israelite family. They married, in, they intermarried, and they they actually received the blessing of being the servants of the Israelites. And people say, well, is that us? And that's not us. Mm. That's not us. Because you have to understand, those, those, those are what they, they were called, the black Israelites. Or, but you have to understand this, though. You have to understand that Ham had more than one child. <laughs> right. And so all the Ethiopians, all the Africans, the, we are descendants of Ham. Now, you see how this is flowing? The church now, to, to justify the enslavement of, Afri- of African people, went to the Bible and started saying, number one, well, they are cursed by God anyway because they're the descendants of Cain. Wow. Error, because all of Cain's descendants died in the deluge. They died in the flood. Number right. two, they, they, um, the, Ham was cursed. Error, Ham wasn't cursed. Only one of his children, Canaan, was cursed. And Ham had several sons who were black. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Number three, they started to depict all the biblical characters as white. Now, the church is doing this. Now, imagine this. When I say the, when I say the movie, The Ten Commandments, describe Moses for me. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I remember him. He was white and he had the big beard and it was gray. <laughs> and yeah, they had Charlton, Helst- Charlton Heston. And right. yeah, yeah, His yeah. Beard flowing in the wind. Mm-hmm. Moses looked nothing like that. I'm going to tell you why. Because when Mo- after Moses, who, who, if you go back and look at the uh, hieroglyphics, the early Egyptians were actually black people. Right. I mean, it's in Genesis 10. They were black people. Now, get this. This is interesting. When, when after Moses killed the Egyptian, uh, and fled for his life to Midian, the land of Midian, mm-hmm. and he encountered um, Jethro's daughters, who was a priest of Midian, being harassed by Midian um, shepherds. He fought for them, stood up for them, and the daughters went home and told their father Jethro the Midianite, "We were we were um, mistreated by some shepherds, and an Egyptian stood up for us." Mm-hmm. So if Moses was white. How could how could these brown skinned people who were the, the um, Midianites? How could they mistake him for an Egyptian? They thought he, he thought he was Egyptian because he was the color of the Egyptians. Right. You see oh, what I'm wow. saying? Wow! Wow! Okay. Yeah! 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 I'm following. There's, wow. there's so much to be said. You know, when when you start when you start going through the Bible, looking at people of color, and I'm, I'm the reason I bring this up is to show you how how racism, whenever there's a need. For for people, especially to subjugate people of color or to empower people who consider themselves to be superior, they, they go to church and they're told to some degree, watch this now, that this is the will of God. And now what it does is it, it fuels the fire of, of these hate groups like the KKK and different groups, but it also um, confuses people of color. And it gives birth to these false teachings that that um that uh, we were given a white god to subjugate us to accept slavery. When it's a lie. Stay tuned for more of today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. Let's go. Have you subscribed to Hart Ramsey's Uplift? It's his national text message service where daily you get to hear from the heart of God through the man of God. Heart Ramsey. To subscribe, simply text the word Uplift to the number 46786. Once again, text the word Uplift to the number 46786. And daily you'll receive a text message designed to uplift your spirit, encourage your heart, and empower your walk. Subscribe today to Heart Ramsey's Uplift. Amen. We got something to say. Listen! Did you know that there is power in your words? Cement that with with the brand new remixes to the single It Is So from Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir. Pick up the remixes to It Is So from Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir available now at all digital outlets. Let's go! Now let's get back to today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. Okay, I, I, that's, I, I, that's a whole lot. I just did. <laughs> okay, you okay? <laughs> I'm okay. My head is spinning, but I'm like, but but the the reason why that's so powerful to your point is again because when people come to church, they are simply looking to hear from God and to understand. And when you tell them that hey, you being black is a curse. Right. Then it completely messes with their mind. Right. It complete and then of course you have society who then supports that. Right. So so 
I'm I'm curious because this this is so interesting. I think you know, and you being a musician as well, you've seen how music over time has changed in uh, in African American context and in Caucasian context as well, where it seems as though everybody wants to borrow from each other because they believe that the other way of doing things is kind of the better way. But right. yet we get to these moments when it's like, okay, it's time for us to come together, and it becomes so difficult. To do. How do we address this in what is supposed to be the body of Christ? Because I'm sure for people outside of the body, it's confusing to hear this term, the black church, and then there's this other church that seemingly doesn't talk about the same things. And so, so how do we bridge that particular gap? Because I think that goes into what you were mentioning in our last broadcast about being that bridge between what's on the left and the right. Right. First of all, you, um, and that's a good question. It's a good point. I want to show you something. If, if you go into, we don't see music stores a whole lot anymore, but when, right. when, when music stores existed and were thriving, you would go in and you would go to the jazz section and there was jazz and then there right. was smooth jazz, mm-hmm. different kinds of jazz. And then you went into um, pop and it was one genre. You go into rock, it was one genre. Mm-hmm. Then uh, even even though it had divisions of like punk rock and different, you know, but but when there was there was gospel and there was Black, black gospel. gospel. I remember that. Ugh, I hated that. Even today, black churches would sing, would take white or, or anthems that were written by white Christians mm-hmm. and take them to our church and worship the living God with them. Mm-hmm. But very rarely will you go into any predominantly white church and hear them taking. When you mention certain names, I was talking to a very very well known um, uh, music director. Mm-hmm. Um, he was he was Tasha Cobb's music director and certainly uh, many others. And he had a chance to to go and minister with uh, a very well-known um, Christian group called Jesus Culture. Yes. And I guess in, in the downtime of talking with them, he, he got a chance to sit in with the band. He, he had uh, just really looked up to them for years. He started mentioning some some very uh, prominent black gospel artists. They mm-hmm. had no idea who they were. I, I know that to be true because I was once part of a, a multicultural church for about eight years. And again, you know, if it wasn't, Kirk Franklin, who still some of them did not know, right? Many others they didn't know, right? They had no no clue, no right. clue, no clue. You know what? One of the interesting things about that is, it's, you know, we, the way we do that, uh, they don't know Kirk Franklin. They don't know, mm-hmm. and it's because they don't want to know. Because the, the truth of the matter is, 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 it's the leadership. There has mm-hmm. to be, there has to be an understanding. Number one, that that the church is not, um. Christ is not divided. Right. But we have divided the church. Now, now I'm, I'm going to move to, because uh, I like to be biblical when I talk about these things, because I don't want people to think it's my opinion. Right. In, in the book of Acts chapter six, there, there's a big discrepancy about how the ministry is being carried out. The church is is huge. This is a huge move of God. Um, many people are being saved. There's no precedent for this. Um, this new um, faith has emerged based on the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. The apostles are still living. They're, they're seeking God as the direction of the trajectory for the entire movement. And a complaint comes to them. They said, because now the church is comprised of, of, of Jew, Jewish Christians and Greek Christians, on uh, what we call Gentile Christians, mm-hmm. the Jews who are in charge of, of the um, distribution of food to the poor among them, is putting the dead Jewish people first. Mm-hmm. And whatever is left over, the Greek or the Gentile Christians are getting. And so the people started to complain. Okay. 
Because because the problem with it is that most of the people that were accepting the gospel weren't Jewish; they were Gentiles. Right. But they were they were but they were, the majority was being made being made to feel like and treated as the minority or second class citizens. So they went to the apostles. The apostles said this. They said, it is not proper for us to leave the word of God in prayer and to tend tables to make sure everyone is treated fairly. So here's what they said. Choose out from among you men that have filled the Holy Ghost, Mm -hmm. men of great faith, men who are honorable and have integrity, and put them in charge of the matter. So the Bible says they picked seven men. And here's what's crazy. The way the first century church fixed the discrimination issue was they took the people who were the who were being discriminated against and they put them in charge. You say, Pastor, how do you know that? Because all the names of the seven deacons that were chosen are Greek names. Wow. There's not a Jewish name in the bunch. Not one. That's incredible. And the reason you do that is, is because what humility does in a situation like this, it, ha- it has to be something drastic. You, but the, 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 they have to be full of the Holy Ghost. In other words, led of the Lord. Mm-hmm. They have to be integrous men. Right. And they have to be men of faith. That way it guarantees that although they came out of the abused minority, they're not going to abuse the majority for abusing them. So good. And that's why when you look at a man like Barack Obama, you, he, a lot of us was like, why don't you stand up and fight them? But, but he didn't have that in him mm-hmm. because what his job was to show that, that your classification and stereotyping of black people is wrong. We're not all the same. Right, right. And, and what you see coming out of the ghetto or, or this, even, even this new um, um, slavery, this new age slavery of, of, of unjust imprisonments. Mm-hmm. That, that is in itself has, has, has focused on a certain uh, um, criminal contingency in the black community, but we're not all criminals. Right. Matter right. of fact, the majority of us are not criminals. Right. And so the, what the church has done, the church, the church has lent itself to this, to this false notion that God is for you if your skin is lighter and God is against you if your skin is darker. And then, then the, to me, the, the, the blasphemy of blasphemies and, 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 and really by, by definition, Heresy is not just false teaching, it's divisive teaching. The, the heresy of the church today is that, is that Jesus is white and that God himself is white. Mm-hmm. When, it, when, it, when, it, when you go back and look at this thing scientifically, this is, I'm going to say something that's, that's going to be potentially inflammatory and offensive, but here we go. Here we go. It's impossible that Adam was white because mm-hmm. whiteness, white pigmentation is, a, is um, the product of not having enough melanin in your skin. Right. But watch this, and this is a scientific fact. If you don't, if you if you don't have melanin in your skin, you can't give birth to children with melanin in their skin. Right. But watch this now. If you do have melanin in your skin or in your body, you can give birth to children that both children that have melanin and some that have lower levels of melanin. Right. So it's possible, but 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 the key thing is the source has to have melanin to give it to others. So Adam has to be black. You say, well, Adam, how you mean he was black? Okay, think about it like this, how melanin works. Melanin reacts to the sun. Okay? Right. Even black people, you go out in the sun and stay out in the sun for a while, you won't get darker. That's right. That's how melanin works. White, but when white people with a certain amount of melanin, when they go out in the sun, they tan. That's right. The people who have a low, low, the lowest level of melanin, when the, the white people, when they go out in the sun, they burn because there's no melanin in them to, to, to adjust their skin to protect them. Right. Okay? Now think about what I'm about to say. Uh-huh. Adam was created 
he lived outdoors in a garden eastward of Eden. Right. If you live outdoors in the sun and there's melanin in your skin, your, the melanin was put in your skin to protect you from the damages of the sun. Right. So what color was he? He I, had to, Wow. <laughs> see, and, and, and it's too logical. And if that offends you hearing that, then you need to go to God about your heart because mm-hmm. you're dealing with a deception of superiority. And, and you're not superior. We're all equal. And that's that. That's a place I want to I want to jump to because what I think is happening right now, and why this discussion I think is so important, is that I believe in our country in particular, this this thought of superiority is being revealed and it's being made very very clear now. Um, where there are people where we may not have thought that that was an issue, it keeps popping up, you know? <laughs> and so here's, here's the question because now, and it's funny because certainly in the church, you know, there are certain sins that we love to talk about. Right. But then when you look at this issue, this now becomes an issue of pride. It is pride. It is an issue of pride. How do we address this? Because I don't think it's a mistake. And, and certainly why I don't, I don't know that God, you know, picked Trump, I would certainly say he ordained the moment, if for nothing else, than to make it clear to all of us what we're all dealing with. How do we address this issue of pride that is that that really is surrounded in what we call racism? Right. Right. How do we how do we address that? Well. Because I think we're getting to a point where we're going to have to. This is the thing. And, and, and of course, it's pride. Mm-hmm. It's pride. Uh, um. Um, you look at, matter of fact, hosti- uh, let me tell you how one way to tell pride. Okay. Did you notice how hostile at the Trump rallies and even talking to people um, who were not identifying with Donald Trump as a candidate or as a person, but how hostile they tend to be in his defense or in defense of, uh, of Very. You know, that hostility. Hostility is the product of angry pride. Mm. The Bible says only by pride cometh contention. Wow. So, so that hostility, that need to be to over, it, it's pride. Now, uh, of course, you know, the only way to confront pride is by, it's in humility. But then if pride goes against pride, that's what wars are bought, birthed from. Uh-huh. Um, the, the church in itself, the, the, and it's not, there's white pride, there's black pride, there's, there's, there's gay pride, there's a lot of pride. And, mm-hmm. and, and I think what has to happen is, is that, um, and as we, since we're speaking specifically to not just the, to, to white people, but to the church and to blacks, I think we need to pay attention to this. Sure. We cannot confront pride in pride. That's right. The, 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 the issue of, of the church um, selling that the whites are superior speaks to the fact that not, and this is the, another, another issue I'm going to throw in. You know, I, I teach grace. Right. The, the Bible says God um, resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. That's right. So what happens here is um, you have a people group that are in pride. Mm-hmm. So the major doctrine of the church is law. Wow. Notice the same people. And I'm going to call a name and I don't want, and I, please don't think I, I dislike him, but mm-hmm. he's a good example because he's on television. John Hagee. Right. He, he preaches about the Ten Commandments and the law with such vicious passion. He will even, he's, he's, he's overweight, but he'll, he'll make fat jokes. Even it's because he does this because it's so much pride and the, and pride has to, has to get the law because pride can't understand grace. Wow. 
I mean, I, might, I don't want to be too deep and too theological, but, but am I making good. sense? This is good. This is yeah. really good. They, they, they have to stick with, and, and so they, 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 they judge people's sin, and, and, and their thing is that they're death against, if you have a same-sex uh, struggle, same-sex attraction, they're against you, and they want you to be the post, you, they want to whip you um, publicly because mm-hmm. you are a moral disgrace. The law-based thinking, when they didn't, let me tell you a fact that's going to blow you away. When Jesus walked the earth, okay, mm-hmm. Rome was the gayest it, it had ever been. My goodness. The entire, read the history of Rome. The entire government, the Senate, the Caesars, all, they were so gay. Wow. But he never once time mentioned homosexuality in his preaching. Never. Now. I'm not saying that we shouldn't address it. What I'm saying is I'm using Christ as an example. He didn't come to preach against anything. Right. He came to, he came, watch this, this is important. He said, the son of man did not come to condemn. Right. He came to save. Right. He came to save. That's what he said. That's what you're sent to do. Our job is not to so much speak against people's sins. Mm Mm-hmm. Is our, our job is to tell people, listen, sin is deadly, right. but there's a hope, there's a cure, there, there, there is salvation. And this is important because the church is, is gotten, the church to me evangelizes in pride. We're not interested in winning the lost, we want to conquer them. My goodness. And the difference between, oh. um, uh, the difference between winning and conquering is wisdom. Here's the, the Bible says, he that wins soul is, souls is, is wise. wise. He yes. that wins souls is wise. Um, he that um, does not win souls, usually you'll find that not only is he unwise, but he's proud. Wow. Because what you'll find is, is that many, many people, um, they feel they need to preach against a certain sin or against certain things. Mm-hmm. They do that because they don't understand who, they don't understand what they're for. All they know is what they're against. Right. That's, that's a whole nother yeah a passion (laughs) yeah yeah oh my gosh that is that is so good and i think again it is so important for people to really grasp that here's what we're gonna do we're gonna wrap up this session of heart to heart we've given you a lot to think about uh and our next session i think we're gonna continue that idea because this is this is revolutionary stuff i love it (laughs) keep it locked keep joining us here for more of on course with heart ramsey 